0: The 49ers Rush Podcast.
2: It's time, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for the 49ers for Seahawks week two preview/slash scouting report to try to figure out how in the world the 49ers are going to write this ship. You start off 0-1 against a bad team on the road, in the rain. Well, guess what? Everything is fixed because now. It's week two. You have your home opener. We know the Faithful are going to be crazy. Yeah, there's supposed to be a little bit of rain, a quarter inch um, of precipitation compared to, I think there was over five inches of rain last week. Like, big difference. Now, Seattle's coming off a huge emotional victory. There's no doubt about it. They're on cloud nine, and you have these two teams that are just diametrically opposed from every single standpoint. One, the 49ers are the better team. There's no doubt about it. As far as roster, roster talent, depth, um, stars, they got it in spades. However, divisional games always bring out a little bit of an equilibrium. You add to the fact that the Seattle Seahawks have had the 49ers number for a long time. Very, very long time. And again, Seattle's first place to the NFC West. Yeah, it's one game, but they're 1-0. to Everybody else, 0-1. So this is an opportunity for the Seattle Seahawks to jump ahead with the 2-0 commanding lead and send the 49ers, your divisional rivals, to the very bottom. You don't want to start out 0-2. Now, Geno Smith, yeah, they won last week 17-16 to in one of the ugliest games. I, I really feel like the two games, two of the ugliest games of the, of the week uh, in week one was the 49ers losing to the Bears and the Seahawks beating the Broncos. Very similar storylines. Bad rosters, hanging around, hanging around because of mistakes, penalties, turnovers by the quote-unquote better team. And both teams, the Bears and the Seahawks, were able to get out on top because they just made fewer mistakes. They just got out of their own way. And so the 49ers cannot do that moving forward. They've got to make sure penalties, turnovers, all those things moving forward are corrected. Um, Now, let's start with this, because here is Kyle Shanahan talking about the exact same thing, just on correcting penalties. Just
0: being smarter. I mean, being when we go over all the penalties that we had, I think a few of them were definitely avoidable. Um, But just trying to be more detailed in everything we do.
2: Don't let anything slide. Um, Point everything out. Nothing different than usual. Um, I expect
0: us to be a lot cleaner this week.
2: Expect them to be a lot cleaner. You can expect it all you want. The 49ers are one of the most penalized teams, the most penalized team. If you combine week one and last year, it the most penalties. It's not even close. So if we look at... Let's step back from the situation, okay? Let's try to put... Encapsulate what last year's teams look like, what the ranks after week one look like before we dive into this matchup. Because again, the more context that we provide to this situation, I think the better we're going to be able to assess it. It's very easy just to look at it and say, oh, 49ers are supposed to win. They're favored in Vegas, all these things. And that's true. But that doesn't give you the entire picture. Seattle finished seven and ten last year. Seven and ten, last place in the NFC West. Um, again, you look at their numbers, um, 12th. Points allowed, 28th in team defense. They give up a lot of yards. We saw that already in week one. 16th in points scored, 20th in total offense. Not a lot of yards. Um, Coaching's kind of on their side in the fact that things seem to always go their way. They don't beat themselves. That's always kind of been Seattle's thing. Now, if you look at just after week one, from an entire unit standpoint, what their pro football focus rankings are, offense is 22nd. I'm sorry, overall is 22nd, offense is 12th, defense 25th, special team 6th. Okay, now the 49ers overall 21st. So, slightly, I mean, relatively similar there. Offense 16th, defense 15th, special teams 28th. Now, head coach Pete Carroll, he's interesting. Um, you look at his record with the Seahawks, he's been there for a minute 120 wins, 73 losses, one tie. Um, but almost all of that was with Russell Wilson. He's 104 th- with 54 losses and one loss with Russell Wilson, 16-19 and 19 without. He has a losing record without Russell Wilson. That's going to happen. Now he does have 49ers ties, and we'll we'll jump into some more connections between these two teams um, towards the end of this episode. And I got to say, man, shout out to Coach Cruz. Uh, he crushed it. He does a lot of the legwork on these, and just, man, he does a hell of a job uh, just diving into this stuff. A lot of people didn't know. This was one of our trivia questions at the Chicago Rush Road Trip um, for when we give away all of our autographed jerseys was uh, name one of the past 49ers DCs. Pete Carroll was defensive coordinator for the 49ers in 1995 and 1996. On top of that, he's the oldest coach in the NFL. He's 71. Uh, His birthday is one day after mine. I just noticed that. I'm 14th. He's 15th. Both just had birthdays. Um, Man, it's crazy. 31 years older than me. That's a lot of years. Um, Now, and also I will add to this on our Patreon we have broken down with 49ers cutback um all of the all 22 from Seattle's first uh, week one game. So if you want to go look at what's going on, and, and this is something that I think is important because Seattle's changed a lot up. They've changed a lot up. Entire defense completely changed. They're 3-4 now, and going with that, like once a team gets what's out there and it's in <laughs> the meta universe with film and you can go back and watch and see how they play things... Now you can scheme it up. That's why week one so crazy all the time is because, man, teams can change stuff, and you don't know. They don't show it in preseason. They don't show it in training camp, things like that. But week one, you there's no pulling back punches. You're going. So now you have what they are trying to accomplish. 49ers maybe not so much because of the hurricane that they were playing in, so that's a little bit different. You didn't have that with Seattle. Seattle had their Super Bowl last week, and they won it. Can they continue to ride high off that? That's the question. Now, injuries always play a factor. We're only in week two, and there's already players out on both sides. Drake Greenlaw is questionable, but uh, it's the same injury he had previous last week. They're just kind of resting to get healthy. He'll be out there every snap. George Kittle still has not practiced. As of me recording this, I was very, very confident that he was going to be playing this week. Now I'm not so sure. Um, I, I think probably much more likely that he will not be playing, which stinks. I still think he's going to play, but um, that's going down every single day. Elijah Mitchell on IR, Daniel Brunskill not practicing, Jimmy Ward on IR. That's kind of the 49ers injuries. Now, if we look at Seattle, they've got some major issues as well. Defensive end Shelby Harris, one of the guys uh, involved in the Russell Wilson trade, did not practice on Thursday. Um, Their long snapper, Tyler Ott, he is on injured reserve. So you're switching up uh, some special teams, some core stuff, which is a big deal. We saw what happened when we lost our special teams before we got Taper Pepper. Things were bad. Jamal Adams, he's on IR, probably done for the year, which sucks. Kenneth Walker, their second-round um, running back, he's probably going to be playing this week. He's been questionable, but Pete Carroll said he expects him to play Sunday. First, His first NFL action, he's going to be out there. Damian Lewis, he's questionable. Artie Burns, their starting corner, he's questionable. Their defensive end, Alton Robinson, he's on IR. They've got a lot of people out. 49ers have some injuries for sure as well. Now, the history of this matchup is a mess. Uh, Seattle leads it by a considerable margin, 30-17. to 17. Seattle's won 17 out of the last 21 with Russell Wilson at the helm, um, including 1-0 and in the playoffs against the 49ers, which hurts even more. Now, the last meeting, it's it's weird because, yeah, it's the same uniforms. It's the same cities, all those things. Completely different teams. Just listen to this. Seattle won 30 to 23, right? Jimmy Garoppolo goes 20 for 30, 299 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Wilson, 30 for 37, 231 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Um, Elijah Mitchell rushed rushed for 66 yards and a touchdown. You remember they had that fake punt for 73 yards for a touchdown? Um, Penny, last time he played us, 10 rush attempts, 35 yards. You do that, this game's over. If Penny puts up 10 rush attempts for 35 yards, this game's over. They can't win it. Kittle, however, went off, and he might not play. He had nine catches, 181 yards, and two touchdowns. Tyler Lockett, seven catches, 68 yards, and one touchdown. Now, having said that, listen to all the people that didn't play last time. Debo was out. Fred Warner was out. Javon Kinlaw was out. Greenlaw was out. None of those guys played for the 49ers last time these two teams met. That's a big difference. Now, Kittle, who had the game of the year for him, he might not be playing. I, I still think he's going to be playing, though. Uh, we'll see. I could be wrong. Now, what's crazy about this Seattle team, obviously, whenever you unload a franchise quarterback, you're going to have to bring in some new talent. And boy, did they. They're starting left and right tackle are both rookies. This has happened three times that you've had a rookie start left tackle and right tackle in the common draft era for any team, not just Seattle, like, they, Charles Cross, who was a first-round pick. Um, and then you've got Abraham Likas, who, Lucas, who's a right right tackle pick. He was picked later in the third round. Now, boy, Mafe was a guy I really liked in the second round. Edge rusher. Kenneth Walker, he was my number two running back. They picked him very early in the top of the second. And Tyreek Woolen, um, who was a fifth-round corner, he's starting for them. UTSA kid, who was teammates with none other than Spencer Burford, uh, both starting in this game, which is awesome. Now, those are the rookies that were added. Get this. The Seattle Seahawks have 8 out of 11 new starters on offense. Did you hear that? 8 out of 11 new starters on offense. They only returned 3 starters that they didn't trade away or allow walk. This is a rebuilding year when you look at Seattle. You look at their cap. You look at their transactions. You look at their draft. Every single thing says rebuilding. They started off 1-0. and I do not have a lot of faith in them, however, Uh, it's just not really what I believe. And I think the film, and I think all of those things show that I I really, really do. Now I want to make sure real quick before we jump into their defense and kind of what they got going on. Uh, just want to say, so pumped about this. Going to be live on 49ers.com next Tuesday at 12 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, this is part of their new thing that they're doing with the 49ers Supporters Club. We'll go live for the first 10 minutes on my channels and then switch over to theirs. I really hope you guys can join us and just let them know uh, 49ers Rush sent you. But, man, what an incredible dream come true for uh, John Chapman to be live on 49ers channel. Um, very honored, very uh Just humbled, and I freaking love this, man. It's incredible that that's happening, and I'm so thankful for the opportunity. Now, when we're talking about their defense, let's let Trey Lance kind of set it up.
0: Um, You know, a little bit different schematically, but uh, stout interior D-line. Linebackers play fast, and, I mean, Diggs is still one of the best safeties in the game.
2: Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks you can turn ten dollars into a thousand with basketball hockey college basketball entries today on prize picks america's number one fantasy sports app and here's what's great It, it you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country including california texas and georgia on top of that, you've got playoff basketball actions on the horizon. And this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than 2 blocks. Lillard, 4 3-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to 100 Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on Prize Picks, Pick more, pick less. It's that easy.
3: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
2: I think that's key. You know, obviously, Diggs is the best player on this defensive team. There's no doubt about it. Um, Now, if we look at their rankings, okay, this is, again, after one week. So, very small sample size. Take it with a grain of salt, but it paints a picture as to how... The Seattle Seahawks won. First in the NFL in red zone percentage. The Broncos made it to the red zone four times, zero touchdowns. That's how they won. First team in NFL history to force two fumbles on the one-yard line and recover on both in one game. It's never happened ever in the history of the NFL. That's why they won. They won by one point. First in rushing touchdowns allowed, zero. Seventh in points allowed, only 16. Seventh in turnovers, they forced two of them, both those fumbles I mentioned. Now let's go to the other side. Yeesh. Defensively, they allowed the 30th most pass yards. Only 32 teams. 330 yards through the air. 29th in yards allowed, 433 yards. 27th in yards per pass, 7.5 yards per pass was allowed. 26th in third downs, 53%. They allowed 8 of 15 third-down conversions. 24th in yards per rush, 5.2. 23rd in defensive DVOA. So the Broncos could do whatever they wanted. They just stalled in the red zone, which was very similar to how the 49ers lost. You had three straight drives inside the um, 30-yard line. You came away with one score you can't do that you got to capitalize in the money zone and they haven't done that 49ers didn't do it in seattle kind of bend but don't break mentality let them drive up and down the field once they get into that red zone that's where it comes down now personnel wise yeah they've got a couple players on defense uh Quandre Diggs coming off his best season last year i think that he's a top five safety in the nfl leader of the secondary um jordan brooks Taking over for Bobby Wagner. He, he's a tackling machine. Uh, not great in pass coverage, but, man, he, he's second in the NFL in tackles last year. He's a good tackler out of Tech, uh, Texas Tech. Now, Cody Barton, yeah, he's all right, middle linebacker, but you can take advantage of this group. They have a lot of weaknesses, which is crazy. Jordan Brooks was a first, down, or first round off-the-ball linebacker. I don't think he fits in that, but he's a promising young player. Last week, they also have the NFC Defensive Player of the Week ucina ucina mwoso um he was incredible fourth highest edge player from pro football focus last week he had seven tackles one tackle for loss two quarterback hits one sack one force fumble one pass defense and five pressures um but outside of that their secondary if i didn't say their name puna ford's a good um run stuffer but that's about it if i didn't say their name it's literally Jags, um, right? It is a coaching term. It's a bad coaching term. J-A-G, just a guy. They just got a bunch of guys plugged in there. Now, they might have some potential, might have some high upside. Make no mistake about it. This is a very porous defense that can be taken advantage of. Now, they have a new defensive coordinator, Clint Hurt, who was a defensive line coach for Seattle for the past five years. He was with the Bears for a couple of years before that. And it's a new system. You know, they're, they're going all in on this 3-4. And they do a whole bunch, you know, cover one, single high safety, cover two, cover three. I didn't see much quarters. Um, but, yeah, they do a lot of shell over the top where it's bend but don't break. They're going to back everybody up, and they're going to allow you to take advantage outside the numbers. Which, guess what? That's kind of where Trey Lance was brought in. If this was a Jimmy Garoppolo team, it doesn't fit very well. That's why you had two interceptions against this team, even though it was a different scheme. But they understand. This is new. No Jimmy Garoppolo's playing. No Russell Wilson's playing. So you could talk about the past, and we did, and we highlight that. I think it's important. Understand, brand-new quarterbacks. Again, only three starters on the offensive side being returned by Seattle. It's a different team, completely. Different coaches. Now, their tendencies, and again, it's hard to bring tendencies to the forefront when you only had one game. They blitz six times versus uh, the Broncos, which is about league average. Usually it's around eight. Um, Diggs and Brooks, got to watch out for those guys. But man, uh, rookie corner Tariq Woolen, he's a big, high-weight speed guy, uh, six, three plus. Um, he's tall, he's long. But he can be exploited. He really, really can. I think, you know, Debo and IU going against him, really, really excited about that. Josh Jones, who replaced Adams, struggled big time in the Denver game. He he was one of the worst pro football focused guys. I think he allowed five out of six catches when he came in. And you should be able to control the line of scrimmage with ease. I'm not too concerned. I'm not really concerned about a lot in this game that has to do with Seattle. And, you know, this is kind of one of my overarching themes just before we jump into the other side of the ball. This is the 49ers versus 49ers. I don't give a damn what Seattle does. You're the better team on every single side of the ball. You just got to get out of your own way, get out of your own way. You win this game. You're at home. Everything's fine. So from an offensive 49ers perspective, do your job, stay in blocks, Run the ball, hit a couple play action bootlegs, you know, make some missed tackles, yards, right? Yak bros, all that kind of stuff. That's it. Don't turn the ball over. Don't gift the Seahawks like you gifted the Bears. Now, before we jump to the Seattle Seahawks offense, real quick word from our sponsor. While the Chargers and Chiefs prepare to battle for the AFC West on Thursday night, prepare for your winning season at My Bookie. Some like to bet to earn, some want to bet to make it more exciting. Either way, MyBookie gives you the most for your money with a double deposit bonus. It's quick. If you put in $250 deposit, you get $500 in your account instantly. And you can use your funds to bet on as many games, contests, props as you want. All you have to do to claim your bonus, head to... MyBookie.ag and use promo code 49ERS. That's 49ers, designed to add more excitement to the games and the sports you love. It's only week two of the NFL season, which means there's still plenty of time to get in on the action. So don't miss out. Head to myBookie.ag and use promo code 49ERS. Okay, so now let's talk about the Seahawks offense, um, some of their ranks after week one. Again, I know it's short, but I think it tells a story. They're first in the NFL in interceptions. They haven't thrown any. They protected the ball. And under their, you know, their entire offensive blueprint is high efficiency, dink and dunk, stay ahead of the change, small, consistent, run game, run game. That's it. They don't take shots. They really, really are. One pass attempt went more than 20 yards. Uh, Very similar. It's Jimmy Garoppolo is the ideal quarterback for this offensive scheme, and they would have taken him if we would have released him 100%. Now, Sixth in passing touchdowns, they had two. Um, Sixth in third down conversions, 54%. Again, they want efficiency. They were six for 11 on third downs as an offense. That's really all the positives that you can look at. Listen to all the negatives. Again, only out of 32 teams. 29th in red zone percentage, 0 for 2. it didn't score when they got down there. Uh, Plays took place on busted coverages, just like the 49ers and Bears. Uh, 29th in yards allowed, or yards forced, only 253 last week. 27th passing yards, 177 yards passing, 25th in points. I mean, 24th in rushing yards, only 76. 21st in uh, DVOA offensively. There's not a lot there. Now, DK Metcalf is by far and away the best player on this offense, and it's not close. Next up would be Tyler Lockett. But, it again, you, that duo is incredible. But when you mix it with Geno Smith, and uh, happy for what Geno Smith did last week, but if you look statistically, besides just completing little dink and dunk passes, he really didn't do much. Uh, those two touchdown plays were magnificent. You look at him in the second half, almost just not even there. Um, rookie offensive tackles have impressed in camp. Uh, Lucas, the right tackle, the third-round pick, was much better than Cross. So, we could say this every game. Nick Bosa is going to have another mismatch. He played against a rookie last week, got a sack against them. Samson got a sack against the rookie last week. They're going to be going against rookies this week as well. Um, I think that's important. Elijah Penny. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh Penny, their former first round pick, he's gonna Rashad Penny, I'm sorry, not Elijah Penny. Uh he went 12 for 60. He looked pretty good. Now he's gonna have a little bit more backup because Kenneth Walker, the rookie, is gonna be stepping in as well. Now, if you look at their scheme. Man, it's Rams light. It's kind of like Shane Waldron's their offensive coordinator, and it's it's basically what the Rams did with Jared Goff. That's what they're doing. Um, just dink and dunk. Allow Gino. Follow the rules. Stay consistent. He had eighty two percent completion percentage, which is exactly what they want. They do want to convert a little bit more inside the red zone. Um, everything short when you look at their tendencies, only one pass over 20 yards. Um, and Geno favors is right. I've always felt this way. I remember when he was at West Virginia, I saw him play. I uh, went to a Longhorn game. He beat us, by the way. Um, Ten pass attempts outside the numbers to the right side, five outside to the left side. So, again, I mean, he's a right-handed guy. He's going to favor that way, which is pretty typical. So, who's the defensive left corner on the offensive right side? Yeah, Charvarius Ward. Why do you pay him the money and bring him in as a free agent so he can go against bigger wide receivers, namely DK Metcalf? Now, the one thing I will say is... The Seattle Seahawks can dictate that matchup because we don't rotate our corners. We keep Ward on the defensive left and Mosley on the defensive right. So they can move him wherever he wants. So if you want him against Mosley, which we've seen a lot of uh, three years in a row of Mosley versus DK, I'm fine with that matchup. I think DK, he's a hell of a wide receiver but I'm not too concerned from an outside corner perspective on what that looks like. And so players, yeah, you got to watch those two wide receivers. Can't let them get behind you. DK Metcalf, lock it. You got to tackle. Players to exploit, oh my gosh, the entire offensive line. It's a bad offensive line. Geno's mobile, and he will scramble to keep the plays alive, not necessarily to rush, um, but that that's where it's got to take place. You've got to pressure, and we saw this. We or In the first half versus the Bears, you shut them down because the quarterback was under duress. Then you come out at halftime, and all of that pressure just disappeared. Disappeared. And when you got pressure, you didn't keep your running lanes. You allowed Fields to do this, 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 and chunk it deep. Blown coverages. That's where all their points came from. That and penalties. There's nothing the Seattle Seahawks could do to beat the 49ers. This is a 49ers win or a 49ers lose it type game, very similar to week one. They didn't respond correctly. They didn't answer the game correctly coming out of the half. It wasn't a complete game, and it cost them. You cannot have a bad first half, uh, sorry, bad second half by the defense and a bad second half by the offense and expect to win any game in the NFL, even if it is the Seattle Seahawks. Somebody's got to step up. And if that happens, you win this game. Now, shout out to Anthony, Coach Cruz here. These are some of the fun connections between players and whatnot between the two teams. Uh, Tanner Muse and Ray Ray McLeod played together at Clemson for three years back in 2015 to 2017. Spencer Burford, the starting right guard rookie for the 49ers and Tariq Woolen, starting corner for Seattle. They played together at University of Texas, San Antonio. Um, Seattle's long snapper who just went on IR, Tyler Ott, was Kyle Juszczyk's teammate at Harvard. Um, and DS Gridge and Jalen Moore, DS Gridge, second round pick, uh, wide receiver last year, Jalen Moore. Um, they were both in their second year. They are both from Western Michigan and we're teammates there, which is awesome. I freaking love that. Um, now let's, let's talk some bets. Um, and again, just always want to say our Patreon, we put up all of our bets last week. We would have done well that Debo fumble that hurt us. Elijah Mitchell injury, uh, Either one of those two things don't happen. We we hit in the positive last week, but uh, we did finish negative last week, man, but we have crushed it overall, and I'm expecting a lot back this week. I'm excited about this. Now, the betting lines, which tell a story. Vegas money is usually one of the most accurate predictors out there of anything. 49ers are currently on mybookie.ag, use promo code 49ers, um, minus 8.5. They're 8.5 point favorites. Over-unders, 41 and a half. I am betting the under this week. I do not see this being a high-scoring affair from both teams. Uh, Really, I cannot see Seattle getting close to 20 points. Um, And Anyway, I I digress. My two-team teaser uh, is a plus-seven teaser, so you add seven points to what it is. So 49ers minus one and a half. So the 49ers have to win by two. Um, and the Eagles plus five versus the Vikings. I do not believe in Kirk Cousins ever in primetime. You give me a Monday night football game, he's not going to win. Bet 10 to win 7.1. And probably my favorite bet this week is 49ers um, small big win which means if the 49ers win between 1 and 13 points, bet 5 to win 6 dollars 5 That one I'm very, very happy about. Um, Excited about that one. I do not like taking the spread this week. It's just too many points in a divisional game. Once I get to my uh, score prediction at the end of this episode, I think you'll see why. Um, And again, I'll share one more bet. There's a whole bunch, and I list every single thing I bet over on Patreon if you want to join us over there. Patreon.com slash 49ers Rush Podcast. Debo over 31 and a half rush yards. That's happening, especially with the injury to Elijah Mitchell. Yeah. You got your rookie running backs that are going to get some work. Debo's getting carries. So 31 and a half rush yards. That's two rush attempts. If he hits one, and I think he is going to hit one this week. Bet 10 to win 8.8, so Debo over 31.5. A bunch more bets, but I don't want to share them all on here. Coach Cruz's bet of the week is bet the under, um, which I am betting the under. I I just don't see this being a giant point total. Uh, Both teams want to run the ball. Both teams want to be efficient. Um, Yeah, I think that's what it's going to be. Now, my predictions and keys to the game. 49ers have to be more disciplined. That's all there is to it. If they're not you're going to allow a bad team to hang around and have an opportunity with a blown coverage or whatever fumble or an interception fill in the blank. You can't be yourself. You got to now for Seattle to win this game. They have to be at least plus one in the turnover ratio. So like, for example, let's say Trey Lance throws an interception, but you also get an interception. Now you're back to zero. Um, they have to be Seattle has to be plus one to have a game um, and some penalty help last year. Or last week, 49ers had 12 penalties for 99 yards. That's the entire football field. That's a lot of first downs. Got to get out of your own way. 49ers established the run early. I fully do expect Jeff Wilson to be the guy early. But one of the things that is kind of the key, one of my key wins to the game, not necessarily, actually, let me take that back. Key wins to the season. You've got to see who out of your rookie running backs can be a guy. Jordan Mason, And Ty Davis-Price in the third round. One of those guys got to go. And Shanahan talked briefly about riding the hot hand with the rookie running back.
0: For the most part. I mean that's what it was last week to see. You know, we knew it was just going to be special teams. Um, This week, we'll get a feel for them on these three days. um, And then we'll go with the hot
2: hand in the game. You got to get them carries. I want both of them to get at least four carries. That's it. Let's just see. Dip their toe in. Because Jeff Wilson's fun. He's not explosive, whatever else. But he's going to get what you block for him. Ty Davis-Price, Jordan Mason, explosive. Faster than Jeff Wilson. Bigger than Jeff Wilson. More powerful than Jeff Wilson. Way higher ceiling. And you trust Jeff Wilson now because he does all the small things. And that's a great thing. you got to establish this run with more than just one running back. That's why I think Debo's going to do so much. That's why I think Jeff Wilson's going to do so much. I see both those. Now... I said before, I don't see a way Seattle gets to 20 points. So I have the 49ers winning. I got us going 20 to 13, not covering the spread, but riding the ship. 49ers go back one and one. I'm excited, baby. 49ers win this game. Excited. We'll be live after the show. Appreciate you guys. It's going to be a fun game. Hang in there, guys.